الله أكبر الله أكبر Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Islamic Center at New York University podcast coming to you straight from the heart of New York City. We're building an amazing Muslim community here at ICNYU where everyone is welcomed and respected no matter where you're from or where you're at. This is the place to be. So open your ears and your heart and come along with us on another life-changing journey. Bismillah. Okay, Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to back to our weekly halakas. We had a quite a pause. Who has been here before? So, okay, and can you guys, any, any, all of you are new? To a halakas. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, sounds good. Well, welcome. I'm really happy to resume the halaka with you all, and um, inshallah, looking forward to continuing um, these discussions inshallah. So today's topic as you guys saw was um, honesty with ourselves right and the reason why I chose this topic is because when you look at a lot of the problems we go through in life they become exacerbated and worsened when we don't have a clear um, sense of connection to truth within ourselves. So when we're not connected to truth in general and any kind of truth we live in the opposite, which is illusion. And can illusion or falsehood offer you anything? It can't, right? You can't grow in the absence of truth. You can't heal in the absence of truth. You can't achieve anything, can't be elevated. You can't experience peace in the absence of truth. Nothing real can really exist in the absence of being connected to truth. And this is, you know, truth is something that is emphasized throughout our faith. Everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designed for us, if you look at the Qur'an, if you look at the seerah, everything is designed, all the teachings of Islam are designed to connect us to truth. From the very core message of Islam, right? It is, right? To bring them out from darkness into light. And what do we equate often with light in our society? We say truth is light, or truth lights the way, right? So throughout the Qur'an, you'll see this concept of sidq, this concept of haqq. Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his very name is, one of his names is al-haqq, right? The truth. And so there's an emphasis for a Muslim to be connected to truth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designed our, our you know, this deen and our journey to guide us to truth. And so, especially in the times we're living today, you know, there are so many pressures. It's, it's becoming harder to distinguish be right between right and wrong, between what is true and what is false, right? And so, especially in our times today, one of the da'as that we're often taught to make is Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan wa zukna tabao wa arina al-batil batil wa zukna shtinabu meaning like, how, well, let me say it in English. Oh Allah, guide us to truth or allow us to witness truth as truth and guide us to follow it. And allow us to see falsehood or witness falsehood as falsehood and guide us to avoid it. And allow us to avoid it. Right? So this is a this is a this concept of holding on to truth is, is something that is constantly emphasized in our deen. And so what is the psychological power of truth? You can only change what you are accepting of. You can only change what you are connected to. 
And so many times what I often see is that a lot of our, you know, um, problems and our issues become, you know, so much more confusing when we ourselves are not connected to the truth within ourselves. So it's one thing, of course, to be, con to be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be connected to Allah, to be truthful in speech, to be truthful in action, to be, to be sincere, right? That's another concept that is rooted in truth in our faith, right? Sincerity. To be sincere, you have to be truthful. Because how will you know your intentions if you're, not, if you're not truthful? But it really starts with us being honest with ourselves. And if you think about it, you know, what is one one of the things that harms relationships with other people is a break of, is a um, a fractured trust or a break of trust, right? When there's betrayal. So, what what is something that's valued in a relationship when it comes to trust? Is that you want to trust that what the person tells you is true, whether it's a friend or spouse. You want to you want to trust that their words to you are true. You also want to trust that their actions. Are also in like their their actions are in line with what they claim to believe. Correct. You want to trust that their promises to you are followed through upon, right? So, when, with other people, we value this concept of trust. We value someone speaking the truth to us. We we don't like when people lie to us. We don't like when people betray our trust. But so many people walk around with fra a fractured self trust a broken sense of trust within themselves. And so this comes from time and experience, a lack of honesty with oneself, lack of self-reflection, but also comes with breaking the trust within with yourself constantly. Meaning, you, maybe you say what you feel is right outwardly, but you're not really honest with yourself about what you really want, what is true, what you really dislike, what your values are, what your core beliefs are. And it's not necessarily that you have to like all these truths that you are connecting to. It's not like, you know, you have, oh, no, I can't accept that because that's not a good thing. No, truth is truth. You could change it, but first you have to acknowledge it. But many people don't take the time to actually reflect on the truths within them that are guiding their tongues, their behaviors, their, you know, their actions, their interactions, their choices in life. We're just going on cruise control. But being honest with ourselves, you know, healing this broken self-trust actually allows us to grow not only personally, but on a spiritual level as well. Because if you're connected to your truths, guess what you take to Allah? Truth. If you're connected to what you want and what you need and what you are trying to work on, guess what comes to life? Your da'at. The way you, you interact with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You become more self-accountable. You know, you, you're more connected to what you're saying when you speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you make that especially when you make the guidance prayer, you know, the ikhtakharada. A lot of times, of course, it's, it's, it's okay to say it even when you're confused, but a lot of times people don't take the time to first assess, what is the truth of what I want? And then you take it to an next level, you say, Ya Allah, what you want is greater than what I want, right? And so what does this do when we are more connected to truth? It makes us more grounded. It makes us more present. It makes us more intentional, more sincere, in speech, it makes us more aligned.
what we do and what we say. There, there is no conflict there. And that's really what creates peace, right? It's when there is no inner conflict. Every time you speak something that is the opposite of what you actually do, that sends a message to your, your entire being. See, I, I believe the body is is in a very, like it's in the most truthful state. The body is in submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have you ever like said something and you just like felt it in your mind that didn't feel good? Have you ever felt that? Or, you know, you know when you like, maybe you're in the presence of somebody and they're saying all the right things and you know, everything's fine, but inside you're like, I don't know, I don't feel good. You know, when you left that encounter, even the body knows. They say the body has its own intelligence. It's, think about it. It's already in a, every cell in your body is already in submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your heart beats because Allah allows it to. You don't wake up anymore every morning and turn on a switch and say, beat now, you know, start beating. No. The body is already in submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It recognizes truth. And it recognizes when something is, is not right. You call that intuition. You call that, you know, whatever you want. But there's something there, right? And so everything we do sends a message to our body. And our body send, and, and our body and our mind and you know, our inner world is constantly sending us messages as well. But we have to listen. And so every time you're not in alignment, what you do is not in alignment with what you say, or there's inner conflict, the body, you feel that. Your inner world feels that. And that's why peace can only be created in the presence of truth. When what you believe and what you claim to believe with your tongues is in harmony with what you actually do. And that's why they say, if you want to know the truth, look at what you're doing. If you want to know the truth of, you know, your beliefs and your claim, like your, you, you know, how, what you believe about yourself, look at what you're doing. For example, somebody oftentimes like self-sabotages, right? That's often rooted in a core belief of, I'm not worthy of achieving those things. Or I'm not deserving of achieving those things. So that's like one example of how like our outward behaviors that's just one reason why people self-sabotage, and it's not always the, the reason, but it goes back to how we, what we think about ourselves and what we think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what we think about others, what we think about the world. So, and, and in the Qur'an, you know, when we look at the verses about hypocrisy, hypocrisy is the exact opposite of authenticity. Hypocrisy is the exact opposite of sitk. Oftentimes when we think of hypocrisy, though we think of like, you know, the people at the time of the Prophet ﷺ who would say they believe and then they would go back and, 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 you know, back amongst themselves and not believe, right? Or we think of it in terms of just, um, you know, somebody outwardly being spiritual and inside they're not, they're, they, don't, they don't have that faith in their heart, right? But Islam is a holistic system. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about hypocrisy, it's, it's a holistic approach. It's about, is, are you authentic? 
Are you authentic, not just in your faith, but in your speech, right? And are, is what you're doing in alignment with what you truly believe? And so, you know, there are several verses in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about, uh, you know, tells us about hypocrisy. And in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fain would they deceive Allah and those who believe that they only deceive themselves and realize it not. The reason why I wanted to mention this ayah because of this very specific word, they only deceive themselves. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the hypocrites. But the characteristic that he described is they deceive themselves. Isn't that what happens when we also express hypocrisy, not just in general with faith, right? Just whenever we're not honest with ourselves. Who are we deceiving? Are you deceiving Allah? No, you're deceiving yourself. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he says this, fain would they deceive Allah and those who believe, but they only deceive themselves. And they realize it not. So, at some point in our lives, we have to say, I gotta stop lying to myself, right? I gotta get really honest about who I am because Allah already sees your true face. Allah already sees your, your, your inner reality. The uh, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he said, the worst people in the sight of Allah on the day of resurrection will be the two-faced people who appear to some people with one face and other people with another face. So this concept of being two-faced, right? That's something we also look look down upon in our society, right? If you call someone, you say someone's two-faced, is that a good thing? No, it's a, it's a deception. Now, let's talk about just the, the, the harm that does for us. It's not necessarily that you're intentionally being two-faced. It could just be that because you're disconnected from your own truth, you're like a leaf in the wind, right? You take in whatever direction the wind takes you. But we don't want to be like that. We want to be grounded. We want to know who we are. We want to know our beliefs. We want to be really honest with ourselves. We want to have muhasaba with ourselves. That even if people praise us, right, we, we take a, a self-accountability of ourselves. We get really honest. And not only just about the, the difficult things we want to change, we get really honest about even the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, the strengths he has given us. A lot of people are not honest about that either. Within each of you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given each one of us our own strengths and our own challenges, our own weaknesses. So it's not just about connecting to one or the other, it's about being honest with everything that Allah has given you and everything that you are struggling with, being truthful with yourself. And so this is a path for a Muslim. This is a path of truth towards the al-haq, the truth, right? And embodying truth. And that's why we have, you know, the um, Prophet Muhammad said that seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every Muslim. No. What does knowledge connect us to? Truth, right? I mean, this is such a powerful statement that... Upon every Muslim is the obligation of seeking knowledge, in essence, of seeking truth, of seeking what is real, of seeking what is right, of seeking what helps you, what serves you, what elevates you, right? And so there's this, there's this emphasis in our faith on empowering ourselves and igniting this connection to truth, because again, you can only grow in the presence of truth. 
And you know, as a therapist, I can tell you that the therapy process of helping people change is really about facilitating a process where people can arrive at truth. So when people go through struggles and they come into the therapy room, right? It's not about a therapist telling their, their clients, oh, do this or do that. It's about connecting them to the truth in their life. So I look at like struggles or, or the process of healing or the process of change as coming in and look, taking a, a really truthful account of all the pieces in your life. And part of healing and part of growing and part of elevating yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally is about looking at those pieces and getting really honest about why are they there? How do they serve me? And do I long, and any longer need to carry them? And which ones I need to let go? It's the process of connecting to truth. And through that, you find out, you know what? I carried this piece for this reason. And now let's talk about how we can let that piece go. This piece does not serve me spiritually. This piece does not serve me mentally. This piece never belonged to me to begin with. I took on this piece because someone else told me to. But Allah never told me to. You start getting really clear on what is from you, what is from others, and what really Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked you to carry. This is the process of learning, but also unlearning. That's how powerful truth is. And that's exactly what Islam came to do to guide people to truth. Because if we look at the seed and we see the time of Prophet Muhammad, what were the, the, the people living in that time? In illusion, right? In falsehood. Thinking that this is the way, this is, you know, this is the way, but it was an illusion. It wasn't serving them, it was harming them, because that's what happens when you are disconnected from truth. You know, have you ever had someone in your life who, like, you could, you feel like they're just going down the wrong path, and you see, you see, you see the truth, you, you see the harms of the things that they're doing to themselves, and you want to help them, but they don't see it. They're just like, no, this is the way, this is the only way, right? And you see how being in that falsehood, denying what is real and what is helpful and what is true, is harming them. It's the same thing with ourselves. It's the same thing at the time of the Prophet you know, amongst, amongst his people. They, were, they thought, this is the way. You know, this is the right way. You know, I always compare this to like, you know, um, being in the desert. And someone thinks that they see, they're, they're, they're so thirsty, they're, you know, malnourished, they're craving, they're, they want their thirst to be quenched. What happens to that person? They see... They think they see, right, a body of water. What do we call that? A mirage. It's not real. But what happens when they think it's real? What does a person do? If they think, if, you, if you're thirsty, you know, and you, you need water, and you think you see water, what's the thing, what are you going to do? You're going to start running to it, right? You're going to just... Tunnel vision. What's going to happen along the way? Are you going to become thirstier? 
rest because you're you're exerting energy. Are you going to become more tired? Yes. <laughs> but at the end, will your thirst be quenched? No, because it was a false reality. It wasn't real. And so that's what happens to us in this dunya. And we're taught this. This is a disconnect from truth. No, 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 that's real. That's what I want. That's what I need. Without really getting honest with yourself, right? And what do you do? You chase those things. You chase those things. And that's how we're taught about the dunya in Islam, right? You keep chasing it, keep chasing it, keep chasing all these things that are false, all these things that are illusions of what success is, of what, you know, popularity is of what you know a good life is and you keep chasing those things you keep chasing those things and you arrive thinking that you're going to get it finally you're going to your thirst is going to be quenched your desires are going to be fulfilled and you still feel empty does that not happen this is the you know this is the the greatest issue of our time especially with social media and all these ideas that we're constantly absorbing about what this you know about a mirage. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to be happy when I build this kind of lifestyle. I'm going to be happy when I attain this. I'm going to be happy when I look like that. I'm going to be happy when I, you know, you have these ideas. But are they real? Are they really rooted in truth, in what's really going to bring you peace, happiness, sakina, groundedness? <laughs> but we don't get honest with ourselves about those things. We say, oh, that looks good. Okay, let's start running. Just like what? A person in a desert running after a mirage. But we have Islam. And that's why it's not a light gift. <laughs> when you understand how powerful truth is. So when you ask people and they say, you say, you know, what are you most grateful for? You know, when you ask, and you, some people they say like, you know, some, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of Muslims will say, oh yeah, alhamdulillah, Islam, right? But in their heart, they don't really feel it. They just know that that's what they're supposed to say. <laughs> but then you ask other people who know the power of truth, who maybe were experienced the absence of it. Usually it's the people who experience the absence of it that know its weight the most. You know, I've throughout my life I always loved speaking to people who like converted to Islam because they allow me to see Islam through like a fresh pair of eyes, right? And you see how Islam to them it's not a mirage, it's the real oasis. It's like the, what really quenched their thirst. And it makes, and it always, it's like an iman boost for me when I, when I listen to these stories or when I talk to them because you, they allow you to see, they, it reignites your connection to it, right? To your faith and how powerful of a gift it is for Allah to give you truth. And when I say Allah gave us truth, He didn't just give us truth about, you know, you're in the dunya. No, He gave us truth about everything, right? who He is, why we were created, where we are headed, the nature of this dunya. You know, that everything we go through has meaning. These are all truths that many of us are disconnected from. But it starts with us being really honest with ourselves. It starts with us getting really clear on the habits that we've been engaging in, what we have been chasing. And has it been serving me? 
How many of us take inventory of our life and our habits? And you don't need to overwhelm yourself. You could just take a day, you could take a day in your life, a typical day. List all the things you do and ask yourself, how does this benefit me? You know, how, how are, are all these things that I've been just like doing and you gotta be honest though when you're doing that list. <laughs> oh, I prayed Fajr, you know, alhamdulillah, and I went to school and no, 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 like I watch Netflix, list it all, okay? Like <laughs> make sure you don't skip, make sure that even that process you're being really honest with yourself. You know, the people, a lot of people have not built that muscle, you know, and that's something I always challenge, you know, especially in therapy, I challenge my clients too, because it's for a lot of people, it's very hard. It's a common struggle. And I say like, you know, one thing I, a lot, I, a lot of times I have clients do is journal, you know, it's very difficult for a lot of people, for many people to be really honest with their feelings. Especially, and don't underestimate the power that social media has on our honesty. Why? Because social media has programmed people to present what? What's perfect. What looks good. So when people, don't underestimate all these things we're absorbing, all these messages we're absorbing. When people get, get alone with themselves, it's really hard to, to, to write imperfection. Or to acknowledge their imperfection because then shame comes up it's like oh that doesn't look too good that doesn't look pretty you know but you know it also doesn't look pretty presenting something or not or having that inner conflict within ourselves so Allah connects us so much truth, our purpose, who he is, our creator, our path, our tests and trials, our destination, our existence, even signs in our universe, you know, our design, what happens after we, we die, you know, that the soul is on a journey, that this, our life does not end here. You know how great of a blessing it is to have that truth? How much meaning we can derive just from that? That everything we go through has meaning for us in a time and place that is most permanent, everlasting be aware get really honest with yourselves and get really clear on what's the overpowering voice within you is it the people is it society is it Allah and if the answer is it's not Allah at least you can first acknowledge that truth then you can actually work with something real then you can actually start building that foundation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, you know, Ya Allah, I, I've been putting a lot of things, giving a lot of things a status that only you deserve. Giving a lot of things, you know, putting a lot of things on a pedestal that only you deserve. And Allah loves humility. Allah loves honesty. You know, think of it, you know, I always compare our relationship with Allah to a relationship a parent has with their child. If a child makes a mistake and comes to the parent and says, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, and tries to present this perfect image, and the parent already knows, like, this child screwed up, right? What is he doing? And then just carrying on, pretending like they didn't do anything. Doesn't that aggravate the parent? But of course, Allah's not affected, you know, by us the way that a parent is, right? We, we, we can't, nothing we do hurts Allah. Like it doesn't, it only hurts ourselves. 
But what if the child comes and says, you know what, I, I made a mistake. You know, I made a mistake. I've been, I've been messing up. And Jadji, we're honest. Oftentimes, what happens to the parent? They, they get so soft, right? They look at that child and like, a lot of times they don't need to give a consequence. They're like, they already, they already recognized what they did, right? That humility, that, that honesty, those pure good qualities that we want to embody. You know, Allah loves to see that. So don't think you're, you're not fooling, as it said, the ayah, they only deceive themselves. But the opposite is also true. You only benefit yourself when you actually do live in truth. When you actually start, you know, having those moments alone with yourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and assessing yourself. You're only going to be stronger for it. You're only going to have a clearer vision for it. You're only going to have clear direction. You're only going to walk this earth feeling more grounded, more secure, because now you're rooting yourself in truth, but also in the creator of truth, al-haqq. That's a great gift to have. And to continue making the du'a for Allah to allow you to witness truth as truth, especially in our times today. You know, something doesn't become true just because it's popular. And something doesn't become true just because a lot of Muslims are embodying it or following it. No, truth is a gift. <laughs> so, and it only can be seen by the heart. You can see something with your physical eye, be like, okay, like it's popular, it's accepted, a lot of Muslims are jumping on board, you know. But the heart, no, 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 this doesn't feel right. That's basira. This is basar, sight. This is basira, insight, or spiritual sight, right? That's what we want. That's the greatest gift we can have, is to be able to truly see with our hearts, what is right, what is true, what is good for us, what serves us, what harms us, right? And to be connected to Allah. So, authenticity is the alignment of what you say with what, what you claim to believe with what you do. Your actions and your, your, your beliefs and, and what you claim are online. Tradition is a practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behaviors do not conform. So it's like, yeah, I believe this, I believe this, I believe this, but then it's like, you know, let me look at my actions, what, what am I actually doing? And that's really, and, I, and I'll end on this, you know, for today. That's the power of truth is when it's internalized by the heart. Not just on the tongues, right? Not just on the mind. You see, your mind can know things or have information about things or what, what is the right thing to do. But that's so different than the heart knowing those truths, that information. As my teacher used to say, information only becomes knowledge when it reaches the heart. And part of the reason that there's a huge disconnect in people's lives is that they know what is right up here. They don't know it in here. And therefore, the limbs cannot act accordingly. The heart needs to be at the front and center. It needs to be the most impacted by the knowledge we gain. 
And so if every day you're scrolling on social media and you're reading all these empowering quotes and all these amazing, you know, therapy tips and self-help tips and then and then you're like, oh, that felt good to know this, <laughs> you know? And you do nothing with it. You don't reflect upon it. You don't allow your heart to be awakened by that information. You don't allow that information to become knowledge in the heart. Guess what happens? Your heart has is it doesn't become awakened. It doesn't become impacted. And guess what happens? Your limbs will not move to change anything. Your limbs, your behaviors are moved by a heart that is moved. And that's why it's not about quantity of what you know. It's not about how much you know. It's about what you're doing with the little that you know. If every week you just take a, a new verse, right, or a new concept that you're learning, and you say, I'm going to really connect to this verse. I'm really going to connect to this, let's say, a quote that you learned, that you were like, wow, this is really good, and then you put your phone away and you forgot about it, you know? I think this is, this. I always talk about social media. Why? Because it, don't underestimate it. You know, when you, you press the like, you, you, it almost makes you feel like you did something about it. <laughs> you know, it almost feels like you got impacted by that knowledge. You're like, I liked it. Good. But your inner being has, it, it has did not received the fruits of that at all, you know. And so we're living in a time of illusion, the illusion that we have knowledge, the illusion that we're woke, right? The illusion that we are like, you know, um, we know more than maybe like our parents' generation or, you know, it's an illusion. It's these illusions that we're carrying, but inside we're not really being impacted by these things that we are carrying unless we really get honest with ourselves, sit with that knowledge, reflect upon it, and see where there is are signs of it in our life. That's how you know you're growing. A sign that you are growing and that you are changing is that you see signs of the knowledge you are gaining in your actual day-to-day -day life. It's not about emotions. Emotions come and go. You may feel good today. Tomorrow you may feel pretty sucky, right? Emotions don't determine. They're not the destination. They're a means. They're powerful. They're there to help us understand ourselves, understand our, our interactions, understand our world, right? but they don't determine the reality of what's happening. Meaning, you could feel pretty uncomfortable today, but you're actually on the path to growing, right? A lot of people feel, feel uncomfortable on the path to healing and the path to change, but they're actually growing. Someone else might feel really good, <laughs> and there's no change, right? So don't judge your growth, your healing, by how you feel momentarily. You could feel so many emotions in one day. You could wake up feeling, it's going to be a good day. I feel good. And then by the end, you're, you know, like, stay was not that great. <laughs> you know, so we put a lot of emphasis on, you know, okay, I'm feeling good, so my life is good. I'm feeling bad, my life is bad. No, look for the signs of your core beliefs, your core values, the beliefs you claim to have. Look for signs of it in your day-to-day. If you liked, if you felt connected to knowledge or a piece of knowledge that you, you gained, start with this class. You know, after this class, today, I mean tonight, tomorrow, sit with something you learned. 
and say, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to, I'm going to implement this today. I'm going to sit with it a little bit more, reflect about how I apply it in my own life. That's how you find yourself growing. That's how you find yourself transforming. You start with being really honest with yourself and then you turn. You start to be, you get really truthful with yourself and then you turn, you take all of it to your destination, to Allah, to the one who has named himself the truth. And I'll end here and take questions. Allahumma sallallahu Muhammad wa rahmatullahi We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you're inspired by the work that we're doing at the IC and want to help keep it going, subscribe to our podcasts, follow us on social media, donate to help support us at icnyu.org, and most importantly, keep us in your continued du'as. Until next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.